friends. Welcome back to the 12 days of Merry Warhorse giveaway. I believe this is day six. And a very special day it is. As you may be able to hear, I'm back in the Warhorse. Not only am I back in the Warhorse, I am looking once again off to my left at the authentic Mexican food restaurant. The same one where we started this whole thing. And I, I got to tell you, I think that we've taken part in, as uh, Judge Holden would say, a work. That's right. We've taken part in a work. Ah, it's going to be quite an episode. As always, I've got a beverage. Mm. Mm. Not the best. Not bad. I have a backup beverage in case, in case it's really bad. Plenty of snooze on board. Weaponry abounds. We were literally once again hunted and hounded, and in this, in the sense, you know, all things are in their right places once again. It's December eighteenth. It's 3.03 on the West Coast. I think uh, not yesterday, but the day before. I completed a 2,000-mile journey from the, um, the goiter capital of the United States, Appalachia, back into the desert southwest. I'm going to tell you all about the ride and um, give you all the background right now, right here. It's time to offload. First thing to point out, and many of you are already aware of this, because I reached out to the guild. I got shit canned at Christmas. Not a real surprise. I mean, this two-year saga into the South. I think it... I mean, Appalachia the South. Potato fucking potato. I get it. We all want to be special. We're not. Big takeaway 
the homogenization of America, the debeautification, the just crumbling is... I think that on the way out, you know you always reach out to the future with some optimism. Um, and that was a tougher trip in some ways, but we'll get on into all the details. Shit can to Christmas. Wife, exactly halfway. We're at 40 weeks. Son number three. That's right. Son number three. Son number one is actually about three years old. And son number two is about, I think, what did he say, like 18 months? Or, you know, little tiny guys. not a hell of a lot of um, resources you know money to burn in fact I went out there with a lot more savings than, than I've come back but I did manage to steal a magic baby son number two out them heels okay and most of the real impetus I mean, if if I started making decisions to chase down money now, it would literally be a betrayal of myself. There comes a point where you've doubled down so many times. Um, and this is good information for you youngsters out there. You know it. I mean, you wouldn't found this podcast if you hadn't already heard, you know, 50 different famous authors and musicians telling you that uh, what's the um, who is it shit you know if you're going to do it you got to go all the way sort of is the idea I'm thinking of one that goes something like if you're not going to give your whole life to it don't do it at all I can see the old timer's face Once you hear about this fucking trip, you'll you'll cut me some slack on the memory. So the the trip out there was more or less, you know, like a a a journey of healing, you know. My wife had lost within the space of a year. Uh, you know, both her dad and her brother, two tragic circumstances, total, you know, I mean, unforeseen, just, you wake up one day and they're fucking gone. And, uh, with a baby on the way, and COVID creeping, you know, just in the rearview mirror, I mean, it, it, not that it ever left, here we are with it. You know, little, you know, pretty, pretty shitty uh, job offer, but it was enough to to sustain what she needed to do, which was kind of stabilize with her family. So what, you know, it, it's just uh, entirely evident to me that if you hit your wagon to the level above block time, even if you don't know what it is that you're hitching to 
and you don't let go, it's better. If you continue to waffle, you know, uh, you'll regret any decision you make anyway. So, at this point, what I have to do is secure some type of employment, continue the journey onward to the West Coast, to my home. It is time once again. I, th- I thought it would be longer, but it's apparently now. I'm going back to Oregon, and uh, that's that. I think it's a. I'd I'd hoped, you know, that the gun laws would not be rammed through, such that I would have to. engage in surreptitious activities simply to um, import my my weaponry but that's not the case and uh, that was really the only thing that I'm concerned about I lived in as as many of you know southern Oregon for 10 years and uh, I chose to move there because for, for a number of reasons, but I will share two of them with you that are pertinent. If you Google up, I'll post it. I think I, I'm sure I have it in my on my phone and my photos. Just look at a map of the U.S. pipelines, and you will instantly see one very interesting spot on the entire map, which has no fucking pipelines. That's right. You don't find that shit anywhere else. There's there's one or two in the western states. Uh, that are close to the the size of this area that is pipeline less. That's one. All of your your resource activity, the the negative vibes, the uh, you can take it at either angle. You can take it from the retard end of the spectrum or the genius end of the spectrum and you're going to see the same shit you may not like it um, you know I don't particularly think it's great either but that's the way it is two, well I'll give you two other reasons the other reason is that there's been you know you're aware of the state of Jefferson the state of Jefferson is an area it begins roughly uh, like say like Roseburg, really, Roseburg, Oregon, but more like just under Eugene. And it probably extends somewhere. You could maybe take it all the way down to Redding, but, you know, Redding gets complicated. And then you can take it out east to the edges of those two states, California and Oregon. And the notion has been there for like 35 years, 40 years, I don't know. It's obviously not an official state, and it doesn't matter that it is. But it is akin in many ways to northern Idaho and what, you know, the redoubt. However, it has a number of massively important strategic features, one of which is the fucking coast. Two, 
is the Southern Pass. You remember T-Bone? Episode 3 of Season 2. Guy reads like, I don't know, at least 200 books a year. Um, you know, Easily in the top 1% of in the world uh, at what he does, which is he's a long-haul trucker. Of course, I consulted my friend prior to making this hellacious fucking journey uh, to, from the very the very eastern edge of Tennessee, about, I don't know, it's like 10 miles from the North Carolina border up near Boone. Watauga Lake was where we were at. And it turns out that this is, I believe, I'm pretty sure that this is one of, there's this thing called TVA, Tennessee Valley agency I think it's dollars to donuts as they say that Cormac McCarthy's dad would have been in charge of the engineering project to create that man-made lake when we got there we were told oh my gosh it's the it's the cleanest lake in America and like really huh cleaner than like um, I don't know, like an alpine lake that, you know, I've hiked to fucking 50 or 60 of them in the western states myself, look down and it's like absolute, you see the pebbles, you know, 25 feet down. It makes you, it really makes you wonder, you know, uh, where people get their fucking information. Anyway, um, you could have made that decision, you know, a call based on the the needles and constant garbage washing up on the shore of this lake. But nonetheless, it was a nice little place. Third point about Southern Oregon. It's obviously related to this notion of the state of Jefferson. No place else that I have been is is isolated quite the way that it is. So my friend T-Bone mentioned, you know, we were talking about, it's called the Siskiyou Pass. Basically, you're coming up the I-5 out of California into Oregon. And if this is, you know, June and you've got a strong vehicle... It's, you know, it's fine. It's not exactly easy. It doesn't that... I mean, if you think that driving freeways anywhere else is the same, you don't... You don't know what you're dealing with here. The second that you add some weather, though, buddy, probably the most... I would put it... It's on par in some ways with the Tetons in terms of... um, the sketch factor. Nothing else I've been on really equals it. So the notion that a bunch of fucking Californians are just going to truck on up there is kind of a moot point. The notion that anybody's coming in from the east, well, there's nobody to come in from the east. You can go all the way to Winnemucca and you're still not going to find anybody. And everyone up north 
is basically going to stay there and die. LaFon's in Portland. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you that or not. I don't think he cares. He, you know. So we're going to go see LaFond. We're going to go see the crew. Did you know that I have a crew? I do. I have a fucking crew. I wouldn't call it a manor bund. I think that's a little... I think, you know, I've always thought it's a little gay. Um, I think that it's it's just a little gay. Uh, but if you want to call your new shit that, that's fine. The history is undeniably awesome. It's a cool word. There are many other cool old uh, Germanic words. The people in this area are such a stark mix of essentially ranchers and hippies. Keep in mind, these people have been growing weed illegally for 50 plus years right next door to ranchers and uh, there is no other place like this there's no other place like this in America period everything else is a failed simulacrum Bozeman Boise all these places are wonderful they're they're 10,000 times better than anything east of the Rockies But, boy, it's coming now. And this is why the timing of all these things is always... If you just can let go long enough to rest in the practice, which, as the avid absorber, I know you're starting to wonder, maybe this motherfucker is right. Dude, I'm fucking right. Do yourself a favor. And I'm not saying I invented it. I never invented it. I stumbled across it and it's here, dude. And it's it's free. Do yourself a favor. Spend $10 on Audible. Get Encounters from Diana Pasolka. The whole thing is right there. I didn't know that book was coming. Again... Hitching your wagon to whatever other, you know, however you want to look at it. Maybe that metaphor doesn't work for you. It brings me back to the Miles Hollingworth idea of the the track is actually not, you know, at your feet. It's as if you, you ground, you know, you, the electric being, is brought down and then you, you touch the earth and so you're connected to it. But the track is above. Like, you know that thing that Dr. Jacoby makes? That little apparatus he builds in his backyard in order to paint his golden shovels that you shovel the sh- yourself out of the shit with how the track is actually above that's that's what comes to mind here are a couple low riders pulling in to check out the the authentic Mexican dishes dos equis so 
You feel it? I feel it. The Odysseus conversion is complete. Did I know that? No, I didn't know that. I don't know anything, really, until it arrives. And then I... I think that... um, You know, I came across across this quote, some some wise sage or another, you know, there's nothing more um, no greater waste of time than the instruction of a son. It really gave me pause, made me think, you know. Did I listen to anything my dad said? I think it's I think it's more of an issue of juxtaposition, you know. You're you're placing out these you're having like this constant negotiation between poles. Uh which is just simply to make the point that I uh I hope to be able to impart some of these basics somehow on the down low. I don't think you can beat your your sons over the head with it and really make it, I mean, right? Like, uh, even at 25, there's plenty of shit you can say overtly that's never going to sink in. Anyway, back to this particular area of the United States. I have alluded in this project as your unreliable narrator of secrets yeah not all of which will be divulged but I have considered lately it, it seemed like maybe maybe it is time to tell the whole tale uh, there's any number of, of listeners that already know the whole tale. So they experience this podcast in, in a different way. But the, the listenership, believe it or not, is quite mixed. There are youngsters. There are old-timers. There are stone-cold geniuses. There are uh, a number of kind of weird... You know, it's not you I'm talking to. Don't worry about it. Uh, you know, jealous types. There are, by and large, you know, it's it's exactly who I would want to, who I would expect. And those, that's most, you know, that's who I interact with. But over the years, you know, how do you not kind of take notice of these things? The forced collision between these two um, kind of extremes in a way. Because if you're going to be a rancher and you're going to come to Southern Oregon or Oregon in general, you're always going to have a bit, you know, nobody nobody talks about fucking Oregon as a rancher. It's fucking Texas. And then later it was Montana. Like, did people even know you could ranch in Montana until about five years ago? In Arizona, even, you know, I mean, it was all dusty, high plains, drifter sort of shit. So there's, there it's a certain type. It's not at all Texan. Speaking of Texas, one observation from taking the southern route, mostly the 20, the 10, the 8, right? 
I pulled this 30,000 pound fifth wheel out of the mountains, down into the Black Belt, Shreveport, Monroe, Jackson, Tallulah, no tags, expired tags, fucked up registration. There was not enough time um, given in the, uh, the unassing of this place. And of course I checked, you know, I try to be responsible. But there's, this is, uh, I think, why you actually train. You know, you can, you can cover as many bases as you want, and in the end, it just does not fucking matter. So, you can't white-knuckle it. It just, it is what it is, but you gotta, you gotta function. You gotta handle So, made the whole way. Totally, totally burned out. Fucking nothing. Tags. It t- luckily it does say twenty three. It's just that the the month is off on that trailer. The forced. Well, l- l- I'll finish my point there. I apologize. Once you hit Texas. Once you hit East Texas, because the Louisiana State Police is no joke. That's the only state where they were out in force. I didn't, I think I saw maybe a handful of cops combined in all the other states, the other, the rest of the other 1,800 miles. And let me tell you, um, don't go to Mississippi. Don't go to Alabama. I don't know. Maybe the South's a little different. Louisiana, I have a special, special fondness in Texas too. But you hit Texas and you can feel ah a little something lighten up. You still have a massive way to go in front of you, but the roads improve drastically. I think, I don't know, because I've never driven a tractor trailer, but I think that it's, uh, the fifth wheel experience is far more punishing um, than the tractor trailer. I know that uh, T-Bone's out there, you know, chuckling to himself. I, you know, there's some advantages to the, um, the real big rig and some real disadvantages. Not a, you know, it's not something that I would recommend. Let's put it that way. You you pack two little kids, two dogs. I will say of my dogs, fucking road warriors, absolutely hardened, seasoned, just battle scarred veterans. Eight hours, don't need a drink of water and don't need to piss. Just curled up in the dog ball on the floor. Whatever go to bed fine day after day after day after day but kids Jesus Christ and and I remember being a kid and being in the car and hating it so I can I can't even of course I do get mad how do you not I mean it's just <laughs> fucking relentless assault 
on your fucking central nervous system. Constant. Trucks passing you, retard drivers um, doing their crazy shit everywhere. Two screaming kids. And say I'd say my pregnant wife is a road warrior herself. She was, you know, gave me no hassle at all. So much of this background is is actually going to be of use because we're going to get into um, what this what this was. You know, the testing and creation of a certain project and um, creation and then testing, and it works. Um, but I still need to finish my point here about this juxtaposition between these two extremes. So you have this certain type of rancher and you have, uh, this is a rancher who's also going to have to be a logger. He's also going to have to manage water. He's also going to have to manage, um, differences in the market. The Southern Oregon beef market is going to stay, uh, mostly local. I know this because I've dabbled in it myself. And this is a very positive thing because right there you have in this you have a meeting right between the the super extreme hippie who uh, 1973 wanders out and decides to you know be cl- get back to the land and whatnot and I mean I remember sitting in this exact spot in this parking lot two years ago extolling the virtues of. Um, Many of these maligned by the right, you know, this bullshit, this fucking whatever. Yeah, the crystal shit, who cares? But who prepares your food and who eats it? If you don't think that this is uh, top three priorities, maybe the top, the top priority, you know, you don't know anything. And I'm sorry for you. And don't, don't let this stuff just hang, just, Go by the wayside. Appropriate it. Reappropriate it for yourself. What is what are we as Americans, if not thieves? Of course, I'm being facetious here. You know, nobody owns shit. Be happy. Eat the bugs. It's always been this way. Those hippies are. Uh, you know, forget about any shit you see on TikTok. This is the real thing. I mean, these people, half of them eventually wind up back at Jesus because they're so fucking serious. They actually find the truth. You know, they actually find that, well, well, fuck, man, this is, this is my situation. Like, whatever. Yeah, it's a cosmic, fractalized, spiralized, fucking toroidal mystery beyond all comprehension and what am I given? Well, these few weapons, these few symbols and tools and you you best uh, become Heideggerian with these things or just forget about posterity altogether. Forget about your own existence altogether and If you if you can benefit from some type of report from the road, now I did not, you know, 
this was a we didn't stop at the fucking park or anything this was a high speed burn get it done sort of thing but you can feel it you know there there is an organic network um, that your body the purpose of your body is to hook into this and if you are morbidly obese and if you are stuffing your face with ho-hos or desperately reaching out for the next fucking you know what do I just eat meat all the time okay I'll just eat meat all the time like if you just cannot bring yourself to look in the mirror what you have is the simulacrum of the internet and that's all you are ever going to have and you will pass that to your kids and they will be devoured by it you hear me devoured consumed whole what Pasolka is this is gonna you know that book will float uh, upon the flood whenever it comes and remain I'm pretty certain by God's will uh, alone because what she's doing is essentially translating How would you say it? You know, she, if we're retards, which we are, and um, the authors of, you hear that? That's the sound of authentic Mexican dishes. Uh, you know, you can't, you know, you cannot be con- convinced that uh, what what evidence do you have to be convinced that whether it's the Upanishads or the Bible, they had you in mind. You know, they were doing their best. I su- I would imagine to scribble down with this imperfect form whatever was their experience. And I think what Pasolka has done is just identify like a constellation that you can build off of and what she arrived at was there's an organic network um, that is accessible through the basic protocols of meditation um, breath work some amount of um scholarship but really minimal and um, this leads to a place you know you this is what I again mentioned two fucking years ago you're sitting on a portal right now you're you're Marty fucking McFly in 1985 and you don't even know it and no one does you get on Twitter and it's like, oh, here's Alex Jones back to tell me about Biden's going to steal the election. Like, I mean, come on, buddy. Of course he's going to steal the fucking election. <laughs> Is that it? You went into exile yourself for two years and you came back with um, this refried dog shit? Get the fuck out of here fucking CIA family I love you Alex Jones I go back in this podcast I've said you deserve a statue you're an American hero 
But I think in many ways he's a victim of his own fame and fans. But who knows? Motherfucker could read King of Dogs. That would sure help me out. By the way, okay, let's just pause right here at 36 minutes and shill. So I got to get a job. I got to reconfigure a whole bunch of stuff in, f- in a short amount of time. I have to sell the last of the urns, the best urns there ever were. You guys have heard all this before. I have to sell these, but I need a job. So I think that I've got feelers out. I've got some, some leads for on the ground local stuff. I've got a plan to develop the substack. I plan on carrying through with the warhorse. Get I not only do I leave this two years with um, an incredible son born over there in them thar hills, the hollers. I come back with uh, three rough drafts. There's three first drafts. One has like seven or nine drafts on it, but it's still, I don't know, I'm, I'm not quite sure what to do with it, but uh, uh, two other works, as well as, um, well, I mean, there's three works, but one is is not the written word. So... These will all be in development, I suppose. It becomes a real task, dude, to... uh, If you let go of what you've made, you know, once again, if you... Fine, they double-team you, you're going to pass. They triple-team you, you're going to pass. That's what they wanted, dude. That's That's all they wanted. That's all the jealous fucking fat fucks want, is to fucking find some place, some way to prove to themselves that, well, I guess we're all pieces of shit in the end. This, this type of human is intermingled with your, um, you know, I don't want to shit too heavily. I, I will come out of this slump of um, shitting on those to the right or left of us a little bit, but you know, the notion of winning, we could, we could develop this a little bit, uh, those of us who are still willing to fight I'm going to reload my snooze here so in terms of jobs there are a number of of things floating out there and uh, I are remote jobs real like you would think that somebody that can really actually write and edit like actually fucking do that but of course, no. I mean, that's not what anybody really wants. So I'm I'm skeptical that that's... Of course, I've looked at it before, and it's always just seemed... It reeks of, of scam and bullshit. And, uh, you know, pushing 50 with little tiny kids going into... I, you know, we talked about Martin Armstrong before. This is a guy who you might want to check out. I don't follow him daily, though I did monitor him pretty closely. And 
decades past. Very sharp guy. Very clued in. A little boomerish, but that's all right. His, you know, take, which is really in the top fraction of a percent of takes, not going to be found generally on Twitter, is that 2032, we sort of um, bubble our way out of this. So when it peaks, though, it's kind of anybody's guess, but it's between now and, let's say, 2030, 2031. That's going to place my oldest son you know, roughly about how old I was in 1985. While I had money for nothing and uh, Back to the Future and Miami Vice, truly, just to name the first that come to mind, uh, I don't know what he's going to have. Is he going to have fucking Gaza? Is he going to have the Hatfields and the McCoys for real? Is he going to have some strange science fiction? I'm not sure. But it's going to be quite a ride, it would seem. Many, uh, you know, in this two-year period, a lot of the sort of survivalist types have been filtered out. I would get approached a lot by, you know, whether they were feds, fishing, or whatever. I would get a lot of, um, like, feelers on these sorts of topics. Like, why, why would you come to a fucking novelist from Portland, Oregon for that? Yeah, my training is, is pretty special in many ways, but so what? <clears throat> but over time, it's the cultured grug we filtered down to we've reduced the sauce to the actual cultured grug the Heinleinian character who uh, can change a diaper just as well as he can operate an AR-15 and so this is one of these things that convinces me of the truth is it pure 100% Colombian grade truth I don't know can you really corrupt the truth can the truth float on top of bullshit can it float through bullshit yes of course it can and no you can't corrupt it you can attempt you can add you can kind of subtract you can kind of divide I think that the old phrase I got from Mike Pannone, speaking of training, you have to live hard to be hard, is a fucking fact. And, but it doesn't end there. Because it's not enough to live hard. There are tons of... people who live pretty hard, but aren't going to live long aren't going to do anything useful for their posterity. 
making the donuts is only a small, small, small piece uh, in the emerging game. Have they lost at all? I mean, have they lost in the in the twenty fucking three years or twenty whatever, however you want to do the math? Just say twenty some years since nine eleven. Have has any of it really been deviated? I don't. I don't think so. That's a twenty year fucking plan to do the to implement the kinds of changes that were accomplished. Nobody gives a shit whether you have to take your shoes off or bend the fuck over at TSA. Nobody has any room, uh, you know, any bandwidth to fight or prevent any of the latest surveillance techniques with t- technology. With, which in fact, people embrace it. People embrace the smart technology and stuff it in their houses and do whatever else. It's. You see my point? Let's say Alex Jones, Tucker Carlson and Kid Rock, or whoever the fuck is, um, packing that bill, um, what, if they, you know, can we throw Elon Musk in there? What's the compromise? What's the best compromise that we could call a win at this point? On the, on the greater timeline... The, there is, you know, I should mention as well, I think I have mentioned this, but, um, for the past two years, the internet where I was located was so shitty that it's impossible to conduct interviews. I, I tried to, you know, force them through and the audio quality is just so, and it's, believe me, I bet it's painful to listen to those, but it's painful to conduct them as well and then try and piece them together. But now that this is a new era, um, we can have guys like James Bowery back on, who, you know, is in a very precise sense a technological optimist. And, you know, I am too threading that needle whether whether he and I or you and I or whoever and I or nobody fucking agrees it there is a needle that would have to be thread uh, dialed and the obstacles along the way are all the same to get there in in my estim- general kind of estimation And it is my opinion to uh, to weave this back that part of that weaving, part of that thread, non-negotiable, if fucking inarguable, is is going to require what we've talked about on this project for two years. What does it mean to, you know, attain reenchantment? Does that mean that you sit around in your house after your kids are bed and you burn some candles and <laughs> hype yourself up on fucking brain chemicals and then, I don't know, stare at the moon or something? Wow, it's magical. Well, I, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, maybe good for you in some ways. 
but a little bit more precision, you know, uh, a little bit more surety in terms of where we're coming from, where we're going. This is that organic network. So on the way out, um, somewhere I think in Texas, my wife mentioned once again Jim Bridger and asked me do you think that Jim Bridger had this connection to this um, this organic connection and, you know you may be saying connection you keep saying connection Andy fucking to what to the psychosphere dude to the great green grid of fucking aether grid that I've been sitting in this vehicle or sitting in basements or sitting in other shitholes for the past two years attempting to describe. This shit exists. It has existed. The greatest people who... You know, there's no way that even I can conceive of placing myself in their company. Uh, have have been talking about Augustine, you name it. I mean... Who's the great Indian fucking saint Krishnamurti? And like with anything, if you if I were to if you put the screen in front of the kid, he's like, "Wow, it's bright and colored." But what? How do I do it? What does it work? It's the same thing in meditation, in altering your own consciousness without you know the use of. Um, two liters of Diet Coke um, and a 12-hour you know, self-numbing routine at uh, your fucking email job or whatever the hell you do with your life. You know, an infusion of Domino's pizza poison at fucking, you know, sow scales to alter, you know, oh, I've altered my consciousness. No, there are ways to do this that are just obviously happening all the time to animals, to kids. This is this whole meme, you know, when we were Gen X, we we were like, no shit, dude. No shit, we were free fucking range. But so what? You you dipshits, was that the point? Wow, I got to get on my bike and drive down and engage in commerce with uh, 50 cents I stole from my dad's change jar. No, dumb fuck. It was, it was what you felt. It was the experience of it. And this reductionist, technocratic fucking, you know, path that as a side note here, you know, if you check out Helling Void on Instagram, who is, you know, one of my favorites, I've wanted to have him on as a guest to include him in the guild because I, I, I think that he and I are share a lot of, I think it'd be a good conversation and I think that I could learn some stuff from him and maybe we could have a good banter. He's, he's probably amenable, but I haven't put the offer out, you know, without something like fiber optic in place. You just shit good fucking internet in general. But he makes the point, and he always has, uh, which is somewhat in, con- you know, contradiction to some of the threads that we've put out here if understood from a certain angle if understood from another it's the same but it's the it's this over it's this uh roiling 
the recursion of highly complex systems you know not being understood such that the outcomes are fucking themselves like it's it's evident if you follow the financial system that's where we're at nobody really fucking knows the math tends Martin Armstrong again has something like an AI and he has for quite some time but it it tends to wind out where okay this this mathematically is going to implode somewhere in this region depending on how it goes we could probably deduce a little bit you you would think from pumping in uh, a new 40% of all the money ever made within the past two years but it really all we can take is well, when, real, the takeaway that we can make is like when does this slosh back and beyond that I don't think anybody really knows but that's just one example um, the pharmaceutical the food the infrastructure the very way that we've set up society forget about education and everything else those are the roots but these systems in motion where continents depend on them continents forget about your neighborhood or your city or whatever and then you add um, various layers of AI or compute and whatnot and all of a sudden you're looking at a tidal wave that's reaching to the sky so you okay that's gonna hit I don't know exactly what to do about it or where to go so Jim Printer you know what the fuck yeah this was the purpose of mentioning the ninja was it Golan Globus was that the company that would put out all the ninja movies in the 80s that all you guys watched I watched them loved them the Jedi stuff is the same They're, the reason that you're drawn to the ninja I think is because you, you accept and believe that such powers of self control extending into the supernature uh, the realm the it's, it's almost as if the supernature in the middle pushes both your your silly fucking goblin demon shit off to the one end and it pushes you know your silly gotta have control did you check your fucking uh, net worth today did you did you check the uh, pressure on your tires today i mean fucking hey we this is absolutely necessary that we do not engage in food stuffs involving enriched flowers uh okay so in the middle is something else. It's not functioning on the side. And as these two illusions, you know, collide, the dream becomes very difficult to discern. Uh, this is why, in my opinion, you know, the fabric so-called of reality has already been shredded. It was torn some, some time ago, whenever. You guys can, you know, other people can argue about it, but it's done. The answer to wife's question is, yes, absolutely. That's the entire fucking point of bringing the mountain man. It's one of those things where you look over at your wife and you're like, Jesus Christ, are we together or, or what? 
but she's, you know, just taking it from her own angle. But yeah, but so, I mean, to her credit, she hit on it, I guess, before anybody else did, uh, or at least verbalized it. That is the point. There is no separation between these characters, and there never was. That's the marketing. That's the horseshit. What lies below all of the fantasies of your guns and your armor and your fucking vehicles, fucking your authentic Mexican dishes, your fucking Ugg boots, and your goddamn fight club khakis? What the fuck underlies this? Something like feeling. And the more you fucking adhere to a regimen of numbing yourself in any capacity, the sooner that you confront the fucking disgusting, anxious, self-hating, avoidant creature, you know, in psychological literature, we call this the shadow, you know, whatever, dude. The benefit of living now is that all of the jargon just becomes meaningless and you have the, the, the real, uh, the Baudrillardian capital R real. And, um, you know, the trick is that if you just think you're going to jump right into that, bro, you're not. If you think that it's all going to work out fine, you know, and fucking uh, wherever, you know, pick your spot, man. New York City, Southern Alabama, deep in the heart of Texas, Phoenix, Arizona, the you know the the American Redoubt. I. I realized that this had to, the, what I was, you know, I'm kind of like the uh, the plumber, you know, like fishing out his little fucking you know, that thing, that fish tape. Like, okay, we're still going down this, there must, there, there's probably an exit here. And when I realized that somebody like Clay Martin is arriving in his own beautiful way at the exact same conclusion, um... I realized, yeah, you're just going to have to pass through this darkness. This engagement, right, with this network requires discernment. It requires what I called two years ago black and white thinking, and now Diana Pasolka is, is, you know, cluing me into the fact that it's called discernment. This is an ancient Christian practice. There are other versions of it in every religion, and uh, you can actually fast track yourself a lot, uh, quite a ways through all the initiatory bullshit if you were to realize that. Much of the trickery and the pageantry and the Coens and all this sort of stuff is just literally meant to be a sort of IQ test. Yep. It's, are you, are you the type of person who's going to go ahead and, here's a good way to put it, that you may be new to you. It was to me when I got into Transcendental Meditation. You pointed out they have this phrase called um, uh, mooding, you know, and their point is that 
Affecting a mood does nothing. And meditation is not about affecting a mood. Meditation is about repairing and refining what I believe is God's tuning fork, which is at this material level going to look exactly like, you know, your spine and it's in a relationship with your your central nervous system. Not entirely mechanical process, but there's absolutely obviously uh, a mechanistic component to this. And the development of what Pasolka calls the protocols, right? This is an individualized system of practices. As Verveke says, you know, uh, an ecology of practices that you have to refine throughout time. You can steal mine or you can steal some other buddies, but the, the martial component goes on top, okay? That's your top layer of the cake. You don't get to simply choose what is and what is not. Um, effective in Christian terms for our Christian audience this would be something like humility one of the uh, side note for you dudes downsides of recording outside of uh, authentic Mexican food dishes is that you you gotta watch your fucking mirrors. And you you do have to be armed. So I I would contend, you know, and I laid this out for you two years ago. You can see that massive threads, massive rivers of content are converging here. In the return. That, that that's the explanation for Jim Bridger. If you read the biographies, um, it's clear. You know, he gets apprenticed as a pretty young guy, like ten or twelve, to a gunsmith. Um, a lot of people said it was a blacksmith, but it it's, turns out it was a gunsmith, which was probably handy later on. He doesn't like it because this is effectively indentured servitude. More or less, you know, the story continues. He sees a newspaper ad for this mountain man expedition heading west. He fucking ditches the apprenticeship and goes for it. Gets picked up. He learns everything he needs to learn along the way. Well, so did everyone else. And in fact, many of those people probably had greater advantages going into it. We would assume that would be the likelihood. Why does Jim Bridger emerge? What is it when other great mountain men, you know, are cut down even after thousands of fucking engagements, excursions, operations, multiple thousands, but not Carson and not Bridger. Why? Well... I don't know, you know, I'm 
I'm going to explain this and so I'm going to revert as usual to some type of geographical and may, I will insinuate some genetic lines here, some implications of the blood, but uh, being that I want to get published, I will not uh, go the distance to identify. Fine, you know, none of that is worth a shit. My contention is that these men, the minds of these men, it here again, let's bring in yet another thread that was laid down. The live wire. I laid that down, this idea, not in, actually that was a different uh, parking lot in the same vast metropolis. That parking lot too, though, um, is home to a grocery store where I can acquire various foofy beverages should I need one and being that it is the desert no AC recording these is tough man I do like a little bit more moisture you know I like a little bit more humidity for the guitar players in the crowd you know this once you hit the desert once the once the the lack of humidity becomes obvious protect your guitars or just do you know the smart thing and start with roasted woods custom um, golden goat guild models are forthcoming by the way you think that's a joke but it's not uh, where were we? Yeah, so I think that the live wire explains this. And I, okay, so let's review it real quick and we'll close this episode up. Because we're trying to keep these free ones to an hour. And all you dudes downloading this uh, for the first time, would you please go and subscribe? Would you please start at the beginning? And if none of this shit makes any sense for the average absorber, if you think I'm missing something, please shout it out and let me know. There's more, obviously, endless content and details to fill in, but these major threads are... It's apparent to your unreliable narrator here that now is the time. I didn't know. I didn't know shit. Two weeks ago, I thought I was probably just going to sit by the lake for Christmas, play with the dogs. Nope. High-speed burn, 2,000 miles to Phoenix, on your way to Oregon, get a job, figure it out. Pregnant wife, coming soon. Three boys, okay. So buy the urns, buy the book. Oh, another thing, another very positive thing to relate to you. I counted them up, and there are now six major fucking, not all of them are equal, but I, but I would call them all very important players are in possession of the book actively reading it and uh, some of those players are actually pretty massive six <sighs> that's another good quote that comes to mind I think it was I think it was uh, Henry James maybe I quoted this before most people will never even go long enough to realize that they have a second wind. Put that in your fucking 
pipe and smoke it. Never let defeat enter your mind. It doesn't just invade your mind. You invite it. You feel it. You know, a flash, the fucking zorch passes through you. The benefit of transcendental meditation in particular, uh, and I would imagine some others, that, that thought becomes totally fucking irrelevant. You don't even, you know, you note it as what it is. It's the flash of defeat. You do not enter my mind. Never let it enter your mind. All right, so the live wire supersedes intelligence. It's the only way that any of this shit makes it, it makes sense. As I've said, I have family members exceeding by quite a fucking long shot 150 IQ measured, tested on the old scale. And my experience as just, you know, wandering fucking uh, partially belligerent art guy, Gen X uh, stranger in a strange land has, has been that IQ is not a very good measure of the totality of your powers. It may be that there is like an there's an ideal, like a recipe, you know, um, physical, spiritual, deep characteristics that uh, people do seem to come into the world with. And observing my sons, you know, this is pretty apparent that there are things that you arrive with. That is you from the beginning, and definitely the development steering and the. You can make a pretty damn good pizza with only a few ingredients. And you can really fuck one up with all of the many, 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 many Cisco you know, newfangled uh, food science options if you want to stuff those in there. But that recipe, if it's made in such a way for a man that he he can wander in and... He has to have faith at the beginning. You have to have some amount of faith, which may just look like recklessness. You have to have balls, and you have to have a brain. You have to, you, you know, how much? I don't know. Do you need 130? Maybe. Maybe that is kind of like the... Because go to the bull, you know, um... The Minotaur, the Labyrinth, even Hercules, much less the you know the real heroes, Odysseus. This is all cunning and physicality, and the merger is made of physicality and cunning. And there's other you know fate and these other elements are obviously in play. So how do you even? get to a place where you can in a world of numbing engage with something like the fates that's the live wire dude that's what I'm talking about here it's uh, there are portals that must be passed through and this is our real posterity that's being lost how do you like that for a bow how do you like that red scare fucking $30,000 a month for, you know, talk about mid, holy shit. If you
if you comprehend what I just said, and you know, the truth is I barely comprehend it myself, uh, you have something, in my humble opinion. And because I barely comprehend it myself, you could d deduce, in this case at least, that... What's the song? The old uh, classic rock song. If you, if you cling too tightly, hold on loosely. In this space, physicality is what we have. Um, as it itself is not. If we can reconceive of it in the ectoplasmic sense, right? In the neither uh, and but both sort of non-compartmentalized sense. Dude, it's all just sitting there. It's not fucking really even that hard. It's just picking up the practices. You know, one thing that is true, take uh, Stefan Curry again. Yeah, his dad was uh, fucking Del Curry. Yeah, he had probably the best training nutrition in the world. That's how you get in the modern day to be, you know, the greatest player on the court. But the repetitions were put in. And this is this is the sacrifice. This is the price. This is the ritual. The physicality is already baked into the cake on that one, on that example. For Jim Bridger, uh, so too, you know, is it is it baked in? I I can hardly even, as my wife said in this conversation, like we don't even seem like the same species anymore. I mean, to think that you could huddle up in, uh, I mean, forget about negative ten. Just try like twenty six, with a wool fucking blanket. Yes, the game changes if you have a fire. Yes, the game changes if you have a reflector. Yes, the game changes if you know how to put coals under the bed and not put sand on top, but put the right kind of dirt because sand will heat up too much and scorch you and burn your fucking clothes. But coals placed in the right kind of dirt, you basically want dry, non-silica dirt. You know, you sand can work, but you'd have to know like the depth and you'd have to experiment with it. Real like uh, clay just doesn't fucking work. So you have in this character, and this was alluded to in King of Dogs, there's a moment if you read the, read the book carefully, where the portal opens and my hero you know, merges with this thing in a way. Can I give him that much as the author that much? I think that the the amount of consciousness embodied in my hero at that moment was the right amount. And the reason I think it's the right amount is because that's how we experience this. And the reason that nobody picks up the practice even though it's really not that goddamn hard none of them is because they're fucking pussies in the end they're spoiled fat fucking babies 
and they know it with their soft pussy fucking hands and their soft ass life and these are oftentimes the same people that want to talk about you know the old testament and shit you shut the fuck up what the fuck would you know about it have you ever even smelled a barn have you ever here we are right back to square one have you ever really gotten comfortable taking shit in the fucking woods In many cases, in almost all cases, apparently, after two years of doing this, the answer is fucking no. So fine. It, I didn't make these rules. I'm just, and I'm trying to fucking work them like a lazy man, just like everyone else is. But it, if you square up to it properly, it, it appears to me that there are certain rules that you cannot change. And you only, you only get hard by living hard. And getting up at seven to go to your email job or go fight commute, while that sucks, that ain't living hard, dude. Not even close. Not even close. Why is it this way? Again, the most coherence that I can bring, I can muster right now, is because it. It's numbing you to the live wire. It's numbing you to the logos. It's numbing you to that. Remember in, uh, did you read those Dark Tower books by uh, Stephen King? Some of the stuff, he, he stole everything, all of that shit is, I mean, from the Spaghetti Western, you know, to whatever. It's all just, he even admits it. These are storytelling elements that he has combined in the way that others like Tolkien did, you know, arguably better, but the Akashic record shows up. The notion of Ka is, you know, karma and it's it's pretty good, really. I, I actually recommend that series. And the rest of them are okay. Salem's Lot. Now that that's probably his masterpiece. The Shining is good. Um anyway, he has this concept called the beam. And it's it's a tractor beam. It's a spiritual tractor beam. It is the way, the capital W way. And Roland, the gunslinger, the main character, who is a fantastic fucking character. I mean, the first book alone, I think I wish that he would have kept with that sparse aesthetic, but as the narrative is excavated and it becomes gargantuan, Though I do, I dislike Stephen King generally as a fucking political commentator and whatnot. Um, the concept of the beam and the character of Roland are good studies. He configures it as a wheel that these beams are like the spokes of the wheel and they go out. And fate is involved, and again, Ka is what this is called. Ka, karma. But I'm not Roland, you know, and you're not Roland. But you could be Jim Bridger. You could walk 40 miles a fucking day. You can still sleep out. 
It may be that the science of religion, so-called that is incoming, will be so dainty, so soft, that it will actually miss the point. Because what we seem to want to do is make everything as, again, I th was it Zizek or Baudrillard said accurately, we want everything but without the negative. And this is, again, that's the law, dude. You can't fucking do that. So if we do get Howling Void on the fucking podcast at some point, maybe we can begin there. I'm sure he's read The Dark Tower. And... It's my contention that this is the level. This is the narrative. You're not going to deal with this um, right there, as just mentioned. This is the level of, um, you know, I'm not sure why, you know, why it has to be this way, but comfort as the goal of science doesn't. Sure, certain certain outcomes, you know, I want some comfort, give me the morphine, what have you, I get it, but some type of guild, huh, some type of secret society would have to be in place with a prior connection to this network if you wanted to align both networks. What do you think about that, Sam Altman? Obviously the danger is that we're gonna miss this whole this whole fucking wedge of reality and just jam something into that orbital bone until it starts making the human meat suit do things and you're going to override the primary with your with your simulation and you're going to in doing so i don't know maybe do the spiritual equivalent of fucking smashing the atom so we pushed on a little bit i will be back with more details of the um, the road. I think that that would be a useful breakdown. I saw some shit, certainly, um, along that road, along that trip. Refined some practices. It just in terms of like logistics and travel and those sorts of, you know, the nuts and bolts. But mostly the takeaway was that my basket of practices is tightly woven. Motherfucker. Our old pal, who does not even know that he's our old pal, Brian McKenzie, you know, is working with this idea that stress, in, in here again, like maybe, maybe he's part of the guild and he doesn't know it, but stress seems to be an, in, an integral component to advance you know to to grow a plant in the cushiest possible environment you don't get uh the mesquite tree you don't get the manzanita yeah you get a fucking 
maybe a delicious heirloom tomato. I don't know. But you get a soft, particular type of thing. I'm not sure that the... You can look forward to this, too. We need to do a whole thing on Ea Whiteley and revert a little bit to Leibniz and the uh, Characteristica Universalis because here you have um, somebody who's working it out and it's not language, dude. Wittgenstein's right and it's a lot closer to Mozart than... Um, so once again, the warhorse fucking wins. I know that's basically the constant theme. Fuck you, you're wrong. Andy's right. Right? What else was it going to be? I'm sorry. We can't apologize at this point. Did you live hard to be hard? Well, then fuck you, because I did. So, as mentioned, we'll do some, uh, you know, some real, like, practical nuts and bolts module and then more practical you know uh, is this debrief download on so I just tested everything that I espouse I just tested not so much my will though how can you pass through Texas without um refrains various sundry from blood meridian you know kind of like a, like a cold wind passing through the, the hollows of my uh, over fucking medicated brain this is in reference of course to the entire notion of the book right do we, we pit our will against fate blah blah Nietzsche I don't know But you have to pit something or you're going to roll the fuck over, I guess. So I will give an honest report about what works and what doesn't. And I might have to develop this a little bit so you understand. Because, again, if, if we strap T-Bone into the warhorse and tell him to pull this 30,000-pound bitch, you know, he's going to chuckle. Ah, good times. But there's other things we could strap T-Bone to that would not be the same. And so this is um, this is that kind of gauntlet. And I'll give you a rundown. Anyway, I hope you're uh, enjoying the series. Friend of the podcast pointed out, by the way, I don't have to finish this by the 24th. I have till Orthodox Christmas on the 7th. Funny how that worked out. Very, very useful uh, reminder. Thank you. Till then, my friends. Be well.